Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February the 16th, 2024. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good on a cold day. Uh, first and foremost, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. I feel like I forgot that last week. That's my bad, mia culpa. But um, hopefully you've had a good day. If, if you're not listening to this on a Friday, hopefully the Friday vibes are are hitting strong and good for you and you're feeling good. You're feeling right. Um, but yeah, I, today's been good. I I worked. You know, that was fine. That was more or less, uh, dare I say dandy. I don't know. It was, it was okay. Uh, let's see. Food Corner. Which actually, I have an interesting food corner to get into, but let's let's do the the usual shit, and then we'll get to the fun stuff. Um, food corner last night was beef and broccoli with rice. It was very good, very yummy, pretty textbook. I will say I got a little extra. Uh, I had an, had a bolillo roll, and I um, cracked that bad boy open, made a little sandwich out of it. So there was like I, I just had some pieces of like ham. So I put that on there, you know, some lettuce, um, a little bit of olive oil. I don't know. I, I feel like when I'm, I'm depending on what I'm doing, sometimes I want the butter, sometimes I want the mayo, sometimes I want uh, the olive oil. So this was olive oil. And, um, but then after I got everything together, I would put some beef and broccoli like on the, sa- and make like a sandwich on top of that. So yeah, it was a little weird, a little different. Uh, but speaking of different, I saw this thing on the internet, right? And um, if, if you're a longtime listener, you know I'm a sucker for candy. I'm a sucker for memes. So, like, whenever you get something that's, like, a viral candy of sorts, I'm down. I'm into it. So, like, last year we tried the frozen dried uh, – frozen – yeah, I think it's frozen dried, right? I don't know. Whatever they are. But they're freeze dried. They're freeze dried. Yeah. Uh, Skittles. You could do them with, like, a bunch of other things. There's Jolly Ranchers. Uh, all kinds of stuff that they've like flash frozen and then, you know, you can eat them. I didn't like those. I was really upset that I spent like $20 on like a whole pound of this shit and, you know, get it shipped to me, whatever. And I bite into it. And my problem wasn't the taste as much as it was the texture was just so weird. Like you turned a Skittle into like a chip and that felt very strange and odd and it just turned me off. So anyway, back to the here now. I was surfing through the internet, doing my thing, and I saw these chamoy chili tangent Skittles, and I was like, oh my, oh my lord, these sound so good, these seem so interesting, and um, I just told myself I had to have them, so here we are, I have them here, big old bag of them, now I'm not probably going to eat too many, um, but I will give you a food review now, just have a couple, also smell-wise... It almost like it's so crazy because like I'm looking at Skittles technically, um, but um, they smell almost like like a raisin of sorts, you know, because it's all the seasoning on them. So yeah, that's interesting. I personally like raisins, so that's fine. But um, let me go ahead and get get a couple in and tell you. Um, also, just so you know, my favorite Skittles are sour Skittles. So you know that that flavor profile is definitely like what I'm looking for. Uh, when it comes to, like, a peak Skittle. So I, I do like them covered like this. All right, so here we go. I'm going to go ahead and try these, and then we'll just go ahead and get into our, like, our startup and then the the news after I give my review of them, of course. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Bottom, bottoms up. Hmm. 
Oh, well. Hmm. That's wild. That's so wild. Okay. So this is like the most savory Skittle I've ever had. I feel like... Mmm. If I was drinking, like some tequila, mmm. Mmm. That'd be good. And these are fine. I will say, they are not beating Sour Skittles, but I'll order some tangine and uh, chamoy covered stuff in the future for sure if I can, if I find any, because that's fine. I think they, um, they make Gushers too. Now, granted, I have to say, disclaimer, I don't know the brand here. Um, I should look and read it here. Um, here it is. Distributed by American Best Food. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the name of the place. Um, yeah, you know, I went through the dirty, dirty empire of Amazon. My bad. You know, I'm not an ethical consumer. But, um, yeah, these are better than the freeze-dried things. But we're, st- I'm definitely still a Sour Skittle guy, for sure. Now, on that note, let me go ahead and do my startup. Also, a little bit of spice, but not not bad. Not like a bad linger or anything like that. Overall, definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I made this purchase. But it's not a new favorite or anything like that. Whew. Okay. All right. Let's um switch wheels. Actually, let me drink a little water. And then we'll get into it. All right. From The Guardian. Western leaders point finger at Putin after Alexei Navalny's death in jail. Western leaders have held Vladimir Putin directly responsible for the death of the Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, as the U.S. President Joe Biden called it, yet more proof of Putin's brutality. Navalny, 47, died while being held in a jail about 40 miles north of the Arctic Circle, where he, had be, where he had been sentenced to 19 years under a special regime. Make no mistake, Putin is responsible for Navalny's death, Biden said in remarks from the White House on Friday. The death of Navalny, once Putin's most significant political challenger, is a watershed moment for Russia's shattered pro-democracy movement, which has largely been jailed or driven into exile since the Ukraine invasion of 2022. Um... Obviously, you know, we've covered a bit of Navalny since I got into, you know, podcasting and everything like that. Um, I, you know, I definitely think it's incredible for a person to be as brave as he was, to know what he was up against and to say, look, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to speak out. And um, I don't care what happens to me, you know, and shit definitely happened to him. They they chemically burned this man. They poisoned this man. They put this man in multiple prisons, you know, to... To, and then not to mention just not just prison sentences, prison sentences where they were putting him in like just just terrible fucking situations on top of a terrible situation. Like, yeah, we're going to find you like we're going to put you in a cell with like someone with tuberculosis. We're going to put you in a cell with like the stinkiest guy we could fucking find. 
you know, he was malnourished. There was just so much going on in this this situation. Essentially, he was just buried alive for once again just just trying to fight for democracy. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely a loss. It's definitely very unfortunate. Uh, doing a real a bit more here. I don't know whether to believe the terrible news. His wife Yulia Yul- uh, said during a speech at the Munich Security Conference. But if it is true, then I would like Putin, his staff, his friends, his government to know that they will be punished for what they have done with our country, my family, my husband. They will be brought to justice and that day will come very soon. I thought it was very sweet that like Navalny's team put together a Valentine's Day thing for him or for like him and his wife like to like to see. Uh, that was very cute. They mentioned that in this article. Um, obviously, you know, it's unfortunate you know, with everything happening now. But um, let's see. I, I wanted to read this part from um, Russia's side of the story. Russia had claimed Navalny died of natural causes. In a statement, the Federal Penitentiary Service for the region where Navalny was incarcerated said he felt unwell after a walk and almost immediately lost consciousness. Now, I mean, that might just be a, just a statement, and that might not be the reality at all. We are probably never going to know the exact truth. Um, but, um, I mean, I, I agree with the statement here that, like, yes, this, his death is definitely on Putin. At the end of the day, like, I mean, like I said, you, you poison this man, you imprison this man, you know, and you put him in this, like, the worst situations possible. Um, like, this, this was an inevitable thing. I mean, Navalny knew that, like, as long as Putin was going to be in power, he was most likely going to die in jail. It's just a shame that it happened at the age of 47, you know? That's very young, you know? I, I know I talk about that being, um, you know, you get, I don't know, I, I have a bad sense of aging. That's what I was really what I'm trying to get out here. And, I, you know, it's like, ah, you know, it's close to 50. I think I would have told myself at a younger age. But as I get older, I understand that, like, people aren't joking around when they say, like, yeah, you know, in your 40s, you're still, there's still things to learn. You still have those bits of youth and things of that nature and, um you know, to have your life snuffed so so soon is is obviously sad as hell. So, um, you know, obviously condolences, flowers, and um, you know, I'll keep you posted. Uh, anything else I hear about that uh, situation with Navalny and or Russia? I'm sure there'll be more news to come. But yeah, let's go ahead and mosey. Let's move on to the next beat from the Associated Press. Two juveniles charged in mass shooting at Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Two juveniles were charged with crimes connected to the mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally, authorities said Friday, as the city tries to recover in the aftermath of the violence. A news release from the Jackson County Family Court said the juveniles are being detained in the county's juvenile detention center on gun-related and uh, resisting arrest charges. Additional charges are expected as the investigation continues. No further information was released. Defendants age 17 and under in Missouri are typically educated through the juvenile system, which is far more private than the system for adults. Names of the accused are not released, nor are the police documents such as probable cause statements. In cases involving serious crimes such as murder, juveniles as young as 12 can be certified for trial as adults, said Lynch Urban, a professor who chairs the Criminal Justice and Criminology Department at the University of Central Missouri. Excuse me. Federal law prohibits the death penalty for anyone under the age of 18 at the time of the crime. 
Uh, I did want to mention the person who did uh, lose their life. The slain woman was identified as radio station KKFI-FM as Lisa Lopez Galvan, host of the Taste of Tejano. On Friday, a family friend, Katrina Rojas Vincent, said she could feel Lopez Galvan's presence as she stood uh, near the shooting site. Her spirit will always be here, welcoming people back to this location. To not be afraid, or to, yeah, to not be afraid, to not have any fear, to enjoy yourself and live your life. Vincent said, um, "Yeah, obviously this is very unfortunate. Uh, I know that there's been a lot more news talk about. I think uh, over a dozen or more than a dozen, like like twenty two, um, twenty two, twenty. Yes, yeah, a big number. Over twenty people." Um, were injured a lot, were children, um, which is obviously very unfortunate to hear. Uh, this took place um, at a, you know, Kansas City um, Super Bowl parade. And um, also I found out that um, Taylor Swift donated $100,000 to uh, the Lopez Galvan family. Um, she's dating the tight end Travis Kelsey, so um, yeah that that was a thing so that you know that was a nice thing that she she did i guess yeah but i mean obviously that's good uh, yeah but taylor swift and you know her being uh i don't know humanitarian i know that that might be a whole dicey discourse and i don't really want to go into that but yeah i mean it sucks it sucks because every year now it's, it's just become like a trend where it's like at some point they they start doing the stats and you start hearing it and it's like yeah we've had more shootings and deaths than like, no, we've had more shootings in days of the, the year. And I love that. I, I love that for us as Americans. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, I just wanted to do an update there and we can go ahead and move on to the next thing. Uh, also from the Associated Press, FBI informant charged with lying about Joe and Hunter Biden's ties to Ukrainian energy company. An FBI informant has been charged with fabricating a multi-million dollar bribery scheme involving President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, and an Ukrainian energy company, a claim that is central to the Republican impeachment inquiry in Congress. Alex Smirnov falsely reported in the, to the FBI in June 2020 that executives associated with the Ukrainian energy company Burisma paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each in 2015 or 2016, prosecutors said in an indictment. Smirnov told his handler that an executive claimed to have hired Hunter Biden to protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems, according to court documents. Prosecutors say Smirnov, in fact, had only routine business dealings with the company in 2017 and made bribery allegations after... He expressed bias against Joe Biden while he was a presidential candidate. Smirnoff, 43, appeared in court in Las Vegas uh, briefly Thursday after being charged with making false, making a false statement and creating a false and fictitious record. He did not enter a plea. The judge ordered the courtroom cleared after federal public defender Margaret uh, Whiteman Lambos requested a closed hearing for arguments about uh, sealing court documents. She declined to comment on the case. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, this potentially does put a damper on the whole impeachment proceedings, though. I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I don't really feel like they had much of a leg to stand on. This was kind of a core piece of material that they were hanging their shit on was this like fucking field report that this guy had. And, um, you know, a couple of members from Congress, you know, kind of picked it up and ran with it. And it kind of looks like it's blowing up in their face. But truly, if you look at the sign of the times... I don't think they care. I don't think they really give a shit whether or not this is a actual merited impeachment. And I also want to add, too, that you take this guy out. I still think that this was, like, a loose-ass fucking situation for uh, Hunter Biden to be in. Like, w- w- why are you here? Like, what what are you really offering? Like, you're a guy who was lobbying, and now, like, you're supposed to be, like, an, a, con- a consultant for this energy company? Like, I believe that, to a certain extent, that they did want this guy because he was the son of a president or, you know, vice president at the time, I'm sorry. Um, But I don't think that that's enough to sit here and say, oh, Joe Biden's involved and he deserves to be impeached. But that's why you have a guy like Smirnoff who wants to literally organ grind, crank this shit up and say, hey, no, he did all this shit. There's money involved, millions of dollars. And it's like, oh, okay, now we're we're smoking that good shit. Now I'm listening. And um, here we are. Uh, I'll read a little bit of my highlighted portion. Smirnov transformed his routine and unextraordinary uh, business contracts, business contacts with Burisma in 2017, and later into bribery allegations against public official one, the presumptive nominee of one of the two major political parties for president, after expressing bias against public official one and his candidacy. The indictment said. So yeah, it seems like these were puffed up notions, and now this guy might be facing up to like 25 years in prison, so I mean, it sucks to fucking suck. Uh, I I do think this is just an unnecessary fucking thing, but I also don't really give a shit about it, just like I really don't give a shit about them like trying to impeach Mayorkas. Like, I think that's also unnecessary, and you're just once again just doing this for like political points. But hey, I mean, all this shit winds up working in a way, like... I know I can have this fucking conversation and I know there's going to be people even within my circle of people I know that are still going to believe every fucking conservative conspiracy conspiracy theory they hear, you know, and they're even going to cook up their own. And it's like, dude, the, the, I, I wish I can convey this better to people, but more times than not, the conspiracy theory is just right in front of your goddamn face. It's already there. It's not deep. It's not like you have to do the Da Vinci Code to figure this shit out. You know, more times than not, these people can get away with this shit right in front of your goddamn face because it's all about money. It's all about the nation state wielding power. Like, I don't know, man. You don't have to go and surf through Reddit and then get all red pilled. It's just right there. (laughs) But hey, people are going to pick and choose what they want. And I know even I'm guilty of it. Uh, I know I'm a bit in the weeds here. We're not really talking about the Bidens in Ukraine anymore. But like, you know, I miss, I've said this before, I'll say it again, I miss the 90s style conspiracy theories and, 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 and on back, you know what I mean? Nowadays, I feel like it's just like conspiracy theories now are just like the myths, the modern myths that we just want to make up. And it's like, man, you're really taking shit and just running ribbons with it. But like, it's really, once again, right in front of your face. Like the Illuminati, that shit's right here. You can just see these motherfuckers just throwing that shit around. They're not, they're not throwing up codes. They're not doing kiki jiki shit. Like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's just people in power doing shit that people in power do. One percenter ass shit. I don't know. (laughs) The rich just you know, getting richer, that, that's a conspiracy to me, I don't, I don't know, capitalism, just running the fucking tricks on us, uh, anyway, 
let me let me stop. Let me get my tinfoil off. Let me get to the last bit that we have to cover here. Um, but you know what that means. It's break time. We've made it already. Um, so let me go ahead and take my break. Feel free to take one with me. And then we'll go ahead and just uh, finish this thing. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, sorry. Ooh, I know dead air is bad, <coughs> but I got to sit with this. Oh, find the demons. <coughs> oh, oh, uh. okay. From the <coughs> hmm. From the Associated Press, Judge orders Trump and his companies to pay $355 million in New York civil case fraud. Uh, wow, wow, wow. A New York judge ordered Donald Trump and his companies on Friday to pay $355 million in penalties. Uh, finding they engaged in a years-long scheme to dupe banks and others with financial statements that inflated his wealth. Also, Letitia James' office adds that with interest, this is $450 million. Now, granted, um, this is going to get chalked up to an appeal, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm actually kind of curious in this situation with the appeals, just because this was a little bit funky, a little bit weirder, at least for me. I, I normally haven't covered a, a trial where literally the judge says, hey, I already can rule on this because both parties have allowed me to do so. We're not having a jury here in this uh, civil case. So, yeah, I can just clearly fucking read and see the evidence and know that you're guilty of this shit. So we're not really doing that right now. We're just going to figure out what the damages are, how much you're going to be owing. And now we're here. Now we finally have the number. So, yeah, I felt like this whole thing like, listening to the news coverage and stuff, like, this is the closest I felt to feeling like I was goddamn Dr. Manhattan or something, right? And, uh, I, I don't feel like explaining who Dr. Manhattan is to you. Hopefully you're a Watchmen fan. I feel like you should be. Uh, Google him, and you'll understand. No, you won't. I can't. You, you have to fathom time and all these kind of things. Hopefully you just understand what I'm about to say here. But essentially, we're going through all these motions and stuff, but I'm like, we already know the verdict. Like, what is there? I think there was a little bit of a hiccup because, like, it almost seemed like there's a couple moments where, like, Trump, I won't say turn the tables, but, like, it, it definitely seemed like he was just using this whole thing to campaign. And um, it's like, I mean, that that's smart. I mean, you're using your time. If you're already fucking on the lurch here, you, you already owe, then, like, why not fucking, you know, stump and talk about how, like, this is a whole witch hunt, yada, yada, yada. So, like, I don't, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm curious to see. Let me just read some more. Let me let me not let me not fuck this up. Okay, um, I'll read from uh, what Ingerin said here. Who's the judge? This is a venial sin, not a mortal sin. Ingerin, a Democrat, wrote in a searing 92-page opinion. That's a lot of words to say about Donald Trump. That's crazy. Um, that they did not rob a bank at gunpoint. Donald Trump is not Bernie Madoff. Yet defendants are incapable of admitting the error of their ways. I think the point I was trying to meander to 
was that I think Ingeron was kind of worried because once again, like Trump was kind of turning tables a little bit. He's also worried that maybe he's a bit heavy handed, I'm kind of thinking, and like this might get turned over on appeal. So that was the point I was trying to reach. My bad. Um, that being said, I don't know. I, I think this is just going to be one of the L's that Trump's going to have to take. It also doesn't seem as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought he was going to not just have to pay this, but then also lose complete ownership of his businesses and um, not just him, but also his sons, who he'd relinquish power to when he was president. But it seems like it's only going to be a three-year thing. So uh, it seems like he's going to be able to get back to New York and get back to that business. And also, too, I, I also don't feel like I've really stated that enough that, like, these were all New York-related. So, like, the Trump uh, uh, Trump Tower, Trump Hotel, whatever the fuck, and all that kind of shit. Um, let me go ahead and read this highlighted portion. Trump, who built his reputation as a real estate titan also was barred from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation for three years or from getting a loan from banks registered in his native state. His eldest sons, Trump Organization Executive, uh, Executive Vice Presidents Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, each were ordered to pay $4 million and barred from being officers of New York companies for two years. Former Chief Financial Officer Alan Wieselberg was ordered to pay $1 million. So yeah, I mean, this this is just one of the many things that Trump has on the docket for him. We can officially kind of cross this off the list. Um, I mean, there's going to be more trials to come. Uh, you know, we are literally always in the Trump verse, it seems. I try not to bog you down too, too much. I know I should have covered uh, him cracking on NATO saying that they need to pay up or uh, he'll he'll let Russia fuck him up. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but essentially he made a whole row about that this week. You know, um, like I said, he's got more shit. The, F Fannie Mae Willis, the Fannie Willis, uh, yeah, the Fannie Willis uh, trial thing in terms of like whether or not she's gonna be uh, still qualified because of the whole affair thing. That trial started. That's cooking. Uh, I'll probably wait to really talk about that until like the verdict because like, I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm on the edge of my seat but I will say this shit is interesting it's definitely uh you know a lot's going on there but yeah I mean like I said the Trump versus popping off like it always is um but yeah I, I like seeing this man take a loss I, I mean I'm gonna be real with you I'm gonna be all the way up front <laughs> like I think truthfully what I would want for this year if, if I can map it out I would love for Trump to just kind of keep losing like this. He, he already had the the the, uh, the Gene Carroll loss like two times. So there's that. But I mean, these are petty things. You, you want to see this shit to the criminal because I think everyone kind of in the back of the head think he's he's not going to get any criminal time, right? Like, and even if, it, if he is guilty of any of these criminal charges, they're going to get like, they're going to be fines, right? Just more money out of his pocket, like whatever. Um, so I'm curious to see how those go. But I, 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 my hope would be that he just keeps, like I said, taking else. I don't think, though, that any of the criminal trials are going to actually overlap and stop him from getting elected. Let me just say that there, too. I feel like uh, news podcasts don't really say that enough. Like, they kind of want to let that hang in the air. So, like, it's 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 more clickbaity. I don't know. But, no, I, I think we are going to get to the election. And I, I hope he loses. And then... We can continue these trials and see how they, you know, 
you know, I want to say the word metastasize, even though that's probably the wrong word, and I'm just using $12 words for no fucking reason. But at the end of the episode, I can just really say what I want. I can just really ramble on. We made it. And you know what? This was better than yesterday, so I'll take it. I almost crashed the plane yet again. I got to fucking, I got to get my lick back, goddammit. But you know what? We had a good time. We did a little food review. We yapped, so I'm fine with this. I'm okay with it. Um... Let's see here. If you'd like to help out, support, I do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Isaiah News. You become a newsie today. I shout you out at the top of the month. Plug a project if you'd like. Uh, let's see. Free ways to hit me up. news one at gmail.com. And then I'm on all the socials. Feel free to follow me or the podcast there. Uh, hopefully you're subscribed to the YouTube. Really helps out a lot. Trying to get those numbers up, up, and up. And uh, leave a like. Leave a comment. Um... Man, oh man! I mean, there's there's just so many cool things that you can do that just make me smile and happy. But truthfully, the fact that you're just listening to me right now is just the sweetest. It's the swellest, and um, I'm super appreciative of that. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend, and hopefully, I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye bye. Mwah.